0: It's spooky
1: season, everybody!
0: It's spooky month, it's boys! Spooky. It's spooky!
1: season. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm That's so nice. scared,
0: man. Oh yeah, uh,
1: shills. Just, just yeah. saying the word season.
0: Oh, I feel the shivers up my ass. Ooh.
1: Oh god, I feel the shivers down my ass.
0: Oh, even just, my t-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, d- I don't mind. It. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Well, um, now I'm gonna reveal a little bit of a secret. Is this the
0: thing you were talking about?
1: Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've been keeping it from you because I wanted to to hear your reaction. Because, uh, as we all know, I am the idea man. I'm in charge here. This is my <laughs> realm. Uh, and uh, if you question me, you will perish. <laughs> 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 now, when it's spooky season, I am at full capacity and I have one hundred and ten percent of my powers. Well, that 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 was not the spoiler, though. Everyone knows that already. Everyone, knows. yeah, no, that's the, obvious. Uh, I, I'm gonna reveal. So, since it's spooky season, yeah, uh, we 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 didn't record last week because of multiple reasons, but uh, we have three weeks left of spooky season. So my idea is that uh we'll do a little bit of a uh, spooky boy three three horror themed episodes for Ooh. the rest of October for the rest of spooky season we'll go spooky mode here I'll even I'll I'll even change uh, the um, the logo <laughs> to be more spooky themed. <laughs>
0: oh, nice.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great.
0: I'm going to like it. I I'm very excited. I'm
1: very excited too. This is the first time in my life I've been excited for the pandemic.
0: <laughs> because,
1: <laughs> because, well, as you maybe, uh, as you maybe can recall me and my family we like, we always go on trips and stuff during the uh, Halloween break. So it's been like four years since the last time I celebrated Halloween. And it's one of my favorite like, holidays because I usually love the, the spooky vibes. So it feels I love
0: great. the spooky vibes. It's it so just feels covered. great
1: because I never get to experience it. So this is one of the few times where I'm actually excited to just be staying home and, and just feeling the, feeling the juices.
0: I never actually did like the trick-or-treat thing.
1: I did that till... Uh, not very late, but later than, than some people. Holy. I was like... Uh, till uh, till I was like 12.
0: Maybe. <laughs> 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 Which is not...
1: It's not that crazy, maybe, but it's... it's Most people stop when they're like 9. But yeah. it wasn't... I didn't even care about the candy. I just thought the whole dress-up part was fun. I just like costumes.
0: Didn't people, like, people say like, uh, when you knocked at the door, like, aren't you too old for this?
1: No, no, they... Well, I'm short.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes it. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: no, I, I don't know. Like, same. I don't go trick or treating anymore. But still, I I just love when it comes to like being in in when I'm when I'm acting in the, the theater and stuff. I just love the costume part and cosplaying on conventions. I think it's so fun. It's my it's my jam.
0: So it's a it's your juice.
1: It's my spooky jam, my yes, pumpkin
0: jam. <laughs> I always used to like um, during Halloween. I had this uh, you remember this uh, Spider-Man costume we had. We like it had like uh, Oh yeah. Uh, muscles on it and stuff. Yeah. It made uh, you look buff as hell.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I'll I'll have to tell you a story later but but you go on first.
0: Uh, and I always used to dress up as a Spider Man, just a buff yeah. Spider Man, following, just being. I didn't even like walk outside or anything. I just stayed home, <laughs> dressed up as buff <laughs> Spider Man. And I also have a picture of you. My mother show, showed me. Oh, it's just yeah. you with that costume on.
1: No, that was my own Spider Man costume.
0: Oh yeah, that I was think. your own.
1: Because I yeah, I didn't have one with padding. I just had one that was it was almost like a a PJ. It was just this half tight like. Long-sleeved shirt and matching pants, and then there was a mask.
0: Well, either way, you still was... had a Spider-Man suit. Yeah, so you, do, do, you do.
1: Have a... Yeah, I know. Oh <laughs> the OG, the OG cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, me for Halloween, I was just the craziest stuff, and it never made any sense whatsoever. Because what I did, I didn't want to be boring. Like I, I didn't just want to go out like Ah yes I'm a stereotypical Vampire or I'm a witch Or, or something like that I always wanted to like take The clothes I had The stuff I had on my my uh, Pretend clothes and stuff My costumes And what, I wanted to make something new with it I remember once I wanted to play like I want to be A, a ghost knight So I I took like, I ha- so I took, uh, I think I took uh, like a, almost like a vampire cape, just this big, long black cape and I wore it and then I had uh, a night costume that I was wearing, but to look spookier instead of like my night helmet, that was almost just like a bike helmet, you know, it was just this bowl you put on your head <laughs> uh, and a little hood you had underneath the helmet. But instead, I, I I took my Darth Vader mask. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I think I was going for a spook night, but I think I got more of like a medieval Darth Vader.
0: You know what would, would have been cool huh? if we did like some something like this. If you know, uh, like mo- most of us scary like draw pile drawings. Yeah. With 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 there's like a character, like one character who's just super scary or something. Yeah. We just dressed up or something as like that that one character, or as we if we like dressed up as the Nordic gods or something. We
1: we really should like I think we've been talking about this before. Yeah, we have. But we should we should really like make because we've said on the podcast before too that we have this convention in town. It's it's pretty big up north, Uh, and we should really like make. A cosplay of some of our characters, like those Nordic gods or, or whatever, and and cosplay as them. On a convention.
0: But nothing would beat the good old the good old dress up. The Quicksilver versus Sans.
1: and That was the first cosplay I made almost entirely from scratch.
0: Yeah, you you spray painted a vest or something. I
1: wasn't even spray. No, I had this leather jacket that I bought secondhand, and then I. Was painting it with some kind of uh, durable like fabric paint, silver. It turned out like at least the jacket turned out pretty dang well.
0: And you bought like a wig for like, I don't know, 100 uh, bucks?
1: No, uh, well, almost. It was maybe like 80.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) And you were like 15, 16?
1: If even that, I might have been 14.
0: Oh my. And you spent your <gasps> g- Well I to now... be fair,
1: it was a real good it was a good wig.
0: It's I mean a... it's a it was a professional sexy old wig.
1: I I used just for the fun of it, uh I, I used I think it was last weekend I, I retried all my old cosplays, my two faced cosplay and my Yeah, I used all those stuff. Constantine and
0: Well you spent like a bunch of money on a wig and uh spring like a painting yeah and you like, i just got a like a paper
1: <laughs> a paper a, a paper marsh mache, mache uh, really poorly made but <laughs> well, it wasn't bad it wasn't good but it wasn't bad it was, it was a...
0: no it was bad shut up you made,
1: okay yeah it was It it, re, it was very low
0: budget <laughs> But at least you could see it was sans. But listen, listen. So it was a, well, I had like a paper plate. Yeah. Uh, and I got like it, um, I got a long band and I just uh, made two holes by the sides of the, all uh, right. of the yeah, plate. All right. Yeah, sorry. So I could like, <laughs> I could Yeah, no, it. it was bad. I
1: remember now. It all and- caught up to me. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> was a paper the, plate. I spent money on mine. I just
0: grabbed a paper I mean, I, I didn't even well, like that. You,
1: you did buy a, a blue hoodie.
0: Yes, and it was expensive, and I put my name behind it. On the back, <laughs> yeah. Which,
1: which kind of ruined the, the sense vibe. Of the bah, hoodie hoodie.
0: I know, I know. But I, I thought if I'm gonna buy a blue hoodie, it might at least make it pop, make it sexy. Or something, yeah, well, I mean, and, I, and I ruined yeah. it, by, but still, hey, it's better than nothing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... Hey, if I'm it's... able to
0: customize it... I mean, you pay for the customization, you don't yeah. pay for the hoodie. So I might as well customize it and put my name behind it. And the font was so disgusting. It, the O it was... in my name had like a heart shape in it. And I was like, yeah. yeah.
1: But I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat... <laughs> What can I say, man? Uh, Well, I also started thinking about um, when you talked about your Spider-Man, your padded Spider-Man costume, I had, and well, I still have it, but I I don't think I can wear it because it's very small. But did you remember I had a Superman costume Mm. and, uh, and you could inflate it. It had a little fan at the back on his like Superman belt you can inflate it and get like super ripped and one time I-, I had a friend that was living in the in the same neighborhood as me just a couple of meters away maybe 200 meters away from my house and I was gonna just- I had the- that thing on that superman thing on and I went to his house because I wanted to to play uh, and-, and he um his dad came out and he said, oh, no, he's um, he's hanging out with his friend that also lived in the neighborhood. You could pop by there if you wanted to. But I didn't know that kid very well, so I, uh, I, I was kind of shy. So I, I, I <laughs> went and I, I, I didn't see them out playing outside. I, I, so, and I didn't want to knock on that, that kid's house because I didn't know him that well. So I just started running back home again. For some reason I was running and I'm not sure why. But I was running and I looked at my shadow and I saw (laughs) in the shadows how my silhouette just looked super freaking ripped. And I got distracted by that. And I ran into, you know how we have these like boxes with like electrical current and they have a little like black and white painted stick poking up from them.
0: Uh... It's oh, on the wait. Sa- side of the side circuit boxes
1: yeah yeah There's sort of these circuit boxes next to the sidewalks so i was running and i didn't notice that i started running on the grass and i just ran face first full-on force max speed into the box and i just <laughs> and i just you know I, I flew back and landed on my back and i just i flew back like a, a meter and a half and that was like my full that was like longer than my full body length at that point. That was like six or seven.
0: A five centimeter long, just superman running into a certain
1: box. Yeah. While like flexing in and, the shadow. And, and the dad, the dad I was talking about before, my friend's dad, he, he saw it and he, he helped me up and stuff. And, and I was like, no, it's, oh. I'm, I'm freaking I'm, I'm fine, mate. I'm frickin' dandy
0: uh, 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 uh I how home. awkward? Uh, just like <laughs> you're, you're, just laying on the ground. <laughs> He's just outside,
1: like I don't know, watering the flowers or something. And then he just a <laughs> dunk, looks at the ground. And he sees this kid in a Superman costume laying on the ground, like a meter away from a circuit <laughs> box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's my that that is my childhood in a nutshell.
0: Just that's my like, life in a nutshell. That's not good. You should get therapy. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> no, no, the therapists won't have me. <laughs> they don't want you. <laughs> They're like, uh, oh, we can't fix this. Uh, they just hear you, and then, oh, is is that the famous <laughs> Superman that, <laughs> is that ran the superboy into the circuit box? and uh, no, we don't want him.
1: Send uh, him to the
0: send him <laughs> to the ranch. So, um.
1: Well, how's your week been? Then, let's just skip to the age old question: How's, how's, old your, how's your span of two weeks been, my chap,
0: my brother uh, from I, another mother? I, I think I think you know how it's, how it's been. It's been pretty funky. Been pretty clunky, you know. It's been oh.
1: pretty pretty left. it been pretty right. For you, those of you who are new, that this means that he has nothing to talk about like usual. <laughs> I have but stuff I have... to talk
0: about, but I just forget.
1: <laughs> well, I have a, I have a, a list of real honkers, a real set of kaplunkers, you know. Oh. And, and
0: wait, nah! I have something to say. Okay, I am, yeah. I actually well, do. I sent, I sent you it on Snap. It's the dumbest thing. So, I was at my friend's house. And for, oh uh, for... no 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 no
1: no 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 no! I know what you're gonna say. You better you better stop.
0: <laughs> That's Shall not spooky
1: season. That's for Valentine's.
0: Should I say it or not?
1: I won't stop you. I won't stop you.
0: I'll, but... I'll try to censor it as much as possible. Okay.
1: We, okay. So uh, you can use the word. You can use the word. No no no.
0: Uh... I'll just I'll just explain what the item is. Yes, use it...
1: use the word go go stick.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> I was my I was at my friend's house, and we were we were just eating eating pizza and playing games and stuff, you know, the the good old fashioned stuff. And then we thought, yeah, it would be a great idea to like dig through his mother's like.
1: <laughs> and you know, when someone say says, "Hey, you wanna look through my mother's private stuff next to her bed?" I don't think we need to explain anymore.
0: No, nah, it, was, it wasn't that. He, he actually just tried to like find some simple thing. Like, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. A, I'm going to find something. the
1: Wi-Fi password. I'm going
0: to find the Wi-Fi password or something. Like something simple, ordinary. And then we open like the first drawer. What do we see? We see one of those nice long pink <laughs> flippity flumpers that vibrates a lot. <laughs> you,
1: yeah, those real shaky, shaky weighties.
0: And then he thought it would be a good idea to pick it can up. I just, can I just ask you, what did you expect to find? I don't know. We just died. We just died laughing.
1: Like it, it was obvious what you were going to find if you look <laughs> through an adult woman's freaking bedside table.
0: <laughs> he turned it on and chased me with it. <laughs>
1: the real scary part, that uh, you, you sent me a video where he was holding the no-no spot. Yeah, with his hand, the hand that has been on places where the sun does not shine, and that—that that is the part that truly disturbed me about the footage.
0: I sent you first. I sent you like a video of him just by the stairs saying, "Noel, you're heckin' short boy," and then he just ran down the stairs. Oh, was that what he was saying? <laughs> I didn't have my sound on. My volume was off just like no. my
1: respect for him it was just <laughs> okay
0: yeah
1: i'm roasting people i don't know because that makes me feel more secure about that my, makes him my, feel more secure
0: height. of his height yeah otherwise he would be, get hella attacked mm-hmm. yeah and after that i just sent you the magnificent video of him just caressing the thing like turning it on yeah, and off
1: holding it for a an extended period of time on the space, you should not touch it. Uh, <laughs> and that was that was, I was speechless and I did not want to speak, I didn't want to open my mouth. I still don't like breathing in through my mouth, makes me want to vomit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take a shower, <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing can wash away the sickness you have cast upon me <laughs> <laughs> well I, I like I said I have some honking stories also about f- women ah <laughs> mine it's really weird I just wanted to explain last week it was strange I was on my way home from the gym and uh, well it was late it was about 9ish uh, PM and I was walking home it was dark and as I walked out of uh, the building where I work out I heard a car that had his headlights on, they just started honking like multiple times and obviously I was looking in that direction because my, my first thought was do I know this person, is he honking at me, am I doing something wrong etc cetera, etc cetera. But no, it turns out he was honking on... I, I didn't see who was in the car, but I'm guessing it was a parent and that it was honking for its daughter that was walking on the parking lot. And I have no context. I just look at the side, and right as I look, I see that that girl looking back at me, then looking at the car, then just throwing all her stuff. She had a bag and I think it was like a floorball stick. She just threw it towards the car. It hit the ground right next to the car. And then she just like screamed, I've had it with your shit. And I was just looking over there in shock. Like everything was so quiet 12 seconds ago. What happened? <laughs> I want context. And I was just looking at them, right? I wasn't even trying to look away. I was just looking judgmentally, both at the car and at her. I don't think they were looking at me, but I was like, "You, you're both acting like morons. Quit it." No. Oh, you
0: should have just said that. But they were so far away. I was like on the other side of the. And you should up. have screamed it.
1: You wanker! Please.
0: Just like when I'm on the moped with you, I just scream to random people you drive by like "hello, hello," and if they don't wave or something, I yeah. just ah, and I still have shit.
1: the idea that that sometime, sometime when we drive past people, I just want us both to scream cringe word at people are like "have a nice day, nice jacket."
0: Let's do the opposite and just scream like
1: "cringe, man!"
0: You no, smell cringe. No, I, no, I, We're gonna spread, spread love. love. <laughs> know it's
1: cringe, <laughs> Dab. Oh God! <laughs> I, I, I don't trust your word <laughs> because you said dab and
0: dabbed. <laughs> I dabbed in real life. I have my webcam on. Oh.
1: And well, anyways, so I, I I jumped up on my bike and I was biking past this um this uh, it was like you know you know these rings we have in Sweden. Where you can make fires. We have these big like concrete rings, and there's usually like wooden benches around them. This big like pit, fire pit of concrete. Very common.
0: Oh, you know, like the little cone thingy where you put like the fires shit on.
1: In Sweden, translated, we call it uh, uh, like a grill ring. Grill ring. Grill ring. It's yeah. Anyways, I was going past one of those that is, uh, well, pretty close to my place. I was just biking past, and there is a bunch of teenage girls. I am guessing they were they were fifteen, sixteen, and some of them had their their scooters along with them. So I am guessing they were fifteen, sixteen. Just this bunch of girls, and I just hear what and they're listening to music on a phone. There is like seven of them, six or seven of them. And I'm just biking past, and I hear one of them just loudly exclaim, oh, I remember this song. And then they all start singing along to It's Everyday Bro. No! And I was walking, riding my bike past them, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm just going to avoid eye contact and just
0: pretend I never heard dude, that. dude. This is the thing with you. You need to stop avoiding eye contact. If you see that, you need to jump off your bike. If I... I was terrified for my life. If that's the song they listen to, what would they do if they saw me? Listen to me. If you're terrified for your life, then your fly, fight or flight mode activates. And the only reason you could have... And I was this, flying. You, should,
1: you shouldn't I fly. Was you should so fight. fight <laughs> <kill them. laughs> I Fight, kill I... If uh, they were just a bunch of sociopaths, I I didn't want to... Listen to me, flight is no option. (laughs) When it comes to Logan Paul, Jake Paul, the Paul brothers, (laughs) flight is no option.
0: (laughs) It's it's life or death. (laughs) It's life or death, if you hear it. Run or kill them. Well...
1: Thank you, next time, next time I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll run, pick we'll you just up. Just run over them, like, With my bike, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never trust people that, never that just share, women. share dead memes. Never tr- trust women with dead memes, that's, that's
0: a big no-no. <laughs> that's a big no-no. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that, that was, the, so that was my week.
0: Your crazy week. It was
1: just cra- crazy females I did not know, and and a bunch of Inktober drawings.
0: Oh, did I tell that one story of uh, when I sold basically? I I I became baby. I became a hoe basically, just a hair hoe, and I sold uh, my. I, you,
1: as... Yes, you have told you have told that story.
0: Have when I you, told him much money I made?
1: When you when you. Let the pe- girls pay you to touch your hair.
0: Did I say, did I tell them on the cost?
1: You can keep it brief. I have some, I, I have some things for later. All right. But yeah, yeah, you can share it.
0: So, <laughs> well, in school, like this thing, you had the cafeteria and people could, <clears throat> we had three people who, yeah, they could make some food and stuff and sell it for and make some school money, you know? Make some Pretty cash simple. for the class. Make some cash some for the cla- class so we could go out and trips ca- and stuff.
1: Cla- class cash.
0: Some class cash. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you could actually, you, you could uh, choose the prices for like uh, sandwiches and stuff. So you had like a whiteboard and you could just put, yeah, stuff there. Yeah. And, and so my friends thought it would be a good idea to put Jordan, touch Jordan's hair for two crowns, which is basically like. That's, that's kind of cheap though. Not kinda I know, that. it's kind of cheap. But hey, you got to make it cheap so you'll get a lot of customers. And so that I did. So we put, we just put the the little thing, yeah, there. And then we waited for someone to come over. We got, we got a a line of the ladies. The rarest beings. The lady line. (laughs) The lady line. (laughs) Yes, that's what I will call this episode. And I'm telling you. Easy moolah, Boy, I made like $500. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not fine. Okay, not fine. But, I, mean, I made, a, I made a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> from my hair.
1: That's good. Well, I mean, uh, you, that's that's nice. That's smart. Keep, keep, like, take advantage of your, of your, uh, your abilities.
0: My abilities, my, my, uh, my your power. Rare,
1: Rare abilities.
0: <laughs> abilities.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm gonna take advantage of my rare ability to, to be a freaking celebrity. Let me put on some sunglasses in here.
0: Whoa. Celebrity Noel. Also me... known as Soda Gamer. The most, <laughs> let... the most popular <laughs> celebrity there is. Yeah. Let, 23
1: let me... subscribers. Let me tell you a freaking story, old chap. Oh. old buckaroo. Here, here. So, uh, it's pre- it was pretty fun. And I'm pretty sure that you're gonna see me in my celebrity glories because of the, um, the, uh, because of your age. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's gonna make a lot more sense in a bit.
0: All right. <laughs> so, um,
1: well, uh last week, uh some some students, uh some filmmaking sc- students wanted to just make a little bit of a, of an ad. Uh I think they had it as like a thing for their school or like as an assignment, class assignment. So they they wanted some different people to talk, you know, about um because we we usually have this thing where we have the whole place open and younger students can come in and they can see um you know go into different classes during the evening and they can eat food and they can talk to teachers and and try up try out different different like assignments and stuff um we won't have it this year because of the Corona and some, some students, filmmaking students just thought that, uh, we should make an ad and we should ask teachers if they could just take some of their students, uh, to be in the ad. And my stu- my, some, some of my teachers just came to me because I'm a very outwards person. I, I talk a little bit, I, I, I have no problem talking in front of an audience and stuff. Uh, so they came up to me and sort of (laughs) just asked me some, a a couple of questions. Uh, and I said, just like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'll be in the ad and it went well. (laughs) And and we had a little recording part and then the word spread. So now on next Tuesday, my teacher asked me again, if I wanted to be interviewed by the, uh, you know, they're going to send out some, some person. You know, some like government official cameraman guy who's going to record me and use it for a little bit of a clip to represent art, art school that they're <laughs> going to show to you young, young fellas. <laughs> the only oh, yeah. problem is that do you remember two weeks ago where I talked about young enterprises and having created my own company at school? Yeah. Yeah, well, the problem is that my my interview would have been at the exact same time where I have my first meeting with my advisor, my company advisor. But then... Oh? Uh, two days ago, right before school was quitting, one of my teachers came up to me and she's... Uh, or. I had her class and she had gotten a mail and she just said, no, this, this other class, who's also going to get interviewed for, for, for that thing, uh, won't be able to do it on their time. And is asking if they c- could trade time with us and you'll have your interview two hours earlier than planned. And I was like, mm-hmm. praise the Lord, I can do <laughs> them both. I can't tell you how relieved I was because I've been stressing out for that thing for like two days, and I just made the decision that that the rest of my my the co-owners of of my company would go to the meeting without me, and I would stay stay and be interviewed, but. I, I I wanted to be on the meeting, too, so when I heard the news, I was pretty much just jumping around like a happy little Lafricón in the classroom, <laughs> just screaming out preaches. and
0: <laughs> it
1: was a real relief. My boy's gonna be a
0: celebrity. Yes, uh, yeah, you can have my autograph later. <laughs> Shut up. Take off those glasses, you twat. <laughs> no,
1: oh, well, yeah, but- Okay, so now you're ready for spooky time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dude, I am.
1: It's Spooky Cast episode one.
0: Yeah. Let's start yeah. From that Scott. should we're be
1: the name. A, we, yeah, we're gonna need yeah. a new new intro. You'll figure that one out till the next one. Well, so what I I wanna do is that I've been looking up some some spooky folklore, some uh, some some. Real horror stuff. So I'm going to tell you some stories and I'll have uh, two examples to to sort of warm you up a bit. And then I'll just share some spookiness, some spooky stories. Uh, and you're going to guess uh, where the spooky story is from in the world. Oh. So you're going to guess <coughs> where in the world do these spooky stories come from alright so just sort of like a warm up and that's just because I really like this story but um, you're, you're, you, if you're truly Swedish you will already know where this story is from so instead of saying country because it's a Swedish folklore story I'll just say which city in, in Sweden is this folklore from because you should know that too oh god This is like the most famous Swedish uh, ghost story in the world and it's known internationally the world over. But it is in Swedish, the story I found, so I'm I'm gonna have to translate it as I read it. Oh
0: yeah, this is gonna be fun.
1: (laughs) So um, well, the story. Uh, Is about something called uh, that we in Sweden like to call Silverpilen, and it translates to the Silver Arrow. And uh, it's about uh, this train. Don't you dare Google it. I'm not Googling it,
0: I'm just looking it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your face lit up when you opened a new window. <laughs> Don't you dare. Well anyways so it's uh, it's um uh so it, it's a uh, it's a, it's a train in a <coughs> sub in a subway and uh it's a real old school train like one of the wor- uh, first subways in that area and it's called the silver arrow because well it's fast and it's silver colored and uh so uh, this train was, when it was active, was, uh... wait, hold on. So there is, so there was, uh, it's so difficult to translate all, some words are so weird. I won't even translate the names because they don't even make sense in Swedish.
0: <laughs>
1: so there is this station at le- anyways, along the blue line of this, this subway. So there's this station that was built but never used. And the blue line, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, was very rarely used by these silver trains when they were more active. But yet people um, claim that, well, they they hear a weird sound in the train at night and they see the silver train Uh drive up but if you, and it's like an empty train you get on the train and well those people that have been seen going on the train people claim that they have never come back they've gone missing uh, but I, I can translate this story this is the most common story uh, uh, this folklore is about a girl who's been at a disco in town and was gonna take the subway home she got on she got on the train, but thought that all the passengers looked a little off. The girl was gonna jump off uh, out of this at, at this big station, but the train didn't stop even though she was pulling in the you know the brakes. uh when the train finally stopped and she could be and she was able to get off. She saw a sign in front of her that had, well, the name of the station, that they don't, that wasn't used. She was walking with all the passengers up the stairs where she was met by a locked door. All the passengers, she claimed, was just walking through the door. Uh, but, well... She, she couldn't because the door was locked and that's not how mafia works. Whoa. Now, there's two different endings to this story. And one is that the girl was later found dead in a forest. And the other one is that she was found alive, uh, terrified,
0: uh, in the in the train station. You'll be disappointed in me, but I've actually never heard of it.
1: You've never heard it?
0: I've heard, like, the classics, like, neck and then- you know, yeah, trolls that, in, you've never, never heard about this one. No.
1: Have you heard about? I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's also a famous one. It's it's about a bus. It has like the same abilities, and, and there's also a taxi. For some reason, Swedish like horror stories and folklore are just about people getting stuck in vehicles.
0: I only remember like really old, like super, super, super old folklore. Yeah,
1: you only know the like good old classics. Yes. You didn't know this one? No. I'm surprised because I've heard this one multiple times. And when I was searching up different folklores, this one popped up like seven times on different English websites. So, I mean, I've heard this one multiple times.
0: I'm disappointed I've also myself. heard
1: more stories, not just this one about the girl, but I've heard a bunch of stories and witness claims and stuff. But anyways, it's from Stockholm.
0: Obviously, because trains? The,
1: uh, like one of the few places in Sweden that has subway stations. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty obvious, but um, yeah. Now this is the first, that one was just because I really wanted to share a good old classic story to just sort of show how it's going to go. And don't uh, believe me, the closer to spooky is and we get this spookier, my storytelling voice will, will get, but now you're just stuck with Ooh. casual old Swedish boy. <laughs> okay. So, um, this is the part where you're actually going to guess a country. And All I right. used this one as a warm-up because it was a cool one, and it had a very close theme to the one I just told you, but it's very short. But basically, so it's called a, uh, a, a conundhawkatas, And it's, uh, it's ghosts uh, in this country as folklore, and they have been killed in train mm-hmm. accidents usually decapitated and they say to haunt uh people close to well different train stations and rails uh and it's it's a fairly fairly new one so so basically people just claim to have been out at night you know and they see like close to a, tra- uh, a train rail or something They you see this person it's just like a body no head at all Walking around or sitting somewhere, just chillingly, scarily, in the dark, looking, always lurking.
0: I'm going to do mad guess. And think, I think it's Japanese.
1: I get why you'd think that, because I think I would guess that too. I uh, sort of thought that before I actually read the country of origin. It's in India.
0: India, oh, like, yeah, that makes sense because they also have a lot of folklore, yeah. Oh my god, keep her going.
1: I really should have like summarized these texts beforehand, (laughs) but uh, so this second one, and I'll be better prepared in the future, I promise you that. So these ones are called night marchers and uh and they are said to come forth from their burial sites or rise up out of the ocean so there's just it's a march of this is a huge group of these ancient like tr- tribe these these old people uh, and it's usually near battle sites and sacred places the they are normal-sized warriors dressed for battle carrying spears clubs and some are beating war drums blowing tones from con shells to announce the advancing of their march legends say they're suspended in the air their feet do not touch water or ground as they tra- uh, traverse through the night and they leave no evidence of the visitation They march in darkness after sunset and march as a group continuously until just before sunrise, anyone living along their path may hear chanting, sounds of blown cord shell tones and marching noise in the night. Mortals must go inside immediately, lay prone to the floor and not look up to avoid notice from the night marchers in fear of harm or even death. Night marchers might appear during the day if coming to escort a dying relative to the spirit world. Uh... (laughs) They believe uh-huh. that any mortal looking upon or being seen in defiance towards the marchers will die violently. Some people maintain that if the mortal lie, uh, lies motionless, face down on the ground, they are showing proper respect, fear, and defendance to the night marchers and will be spared.
0: At I'm gonna elders. guess. Kind of. This is kind of a guess. I think I know because. I mean, I- just of the tribe thing with like yeah, b- yeah, drivers and stuff that. I'm gonna guess that it's like uh, It's an I have American th- I knew that you were gonna guess
1: like uh, You know, like, yeah uh, So you're thinking it's like, you know, like uh, <laughs> well, What's it, you know the main American boys and their folklores, yeah, yeah. I would again, I probably would have guessed either that or like African, yeah, because tribes were very European if we're not talking way back and yeah, no one has <laughs> those folklores anymore. But so, this is it's this big uh group of people, they're. It's just this big marching band of warriors <laughs> Oh wow, someone's having a little bit of trouble Wowee That's great Finally it's not me We'll just Await his arrival back in the chair so I can finish my story Rude pile of piss That's what you are Jordan And I can say that because you won't hear me until you're editing this, which brings me comfort, knowing that no matter what I say, you'll feel a sense of, uh, um, I don't know, uh, fear, I don't know why, but it is spooky season. spooky! Yeah. And he's really taking some time and I hope he'll edit some of these chunks out because otherwise it'll feel very bad for me and for you. And we don't want that. But I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll fill you up. I'll keep you, uh, keep you updated. So you just sit back, grab a drink, lower the lights and get prepared for a spooky season you'll never forget. Mwahaha. Ha, ha. ha, ha, ha. I was really not prepared for this, he's really, he's, he's not here. I don't know why people disrespect our signs that we put on our doors right before recording. And I start to feel like it's happening him more than me now, which is sort of great because it was always happening me back in the days. And yes, that was a voice crack. Yeah. You heard me. I'm an adult. The voice cracks. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. I've tried everything. Hypnosis doesn't even work at this point. I am long lost. My my soul is empty. It needs fuel. If you could feel a bit of fear, that would be nice. I feed, I feed upon your dread and terror. I am the harbinger of chaos. And, and, uh, and I'm usually better at improv, but I'm very tired. And yeah, that was a flex, a flex of which I cannot prove, and I will never prove, cause I'm not quite sure if you're ready for me or my improv skills. See, if he's not editing all this out, I'm hoping that at least it has some funky music in the background for you to enjoy so it doesn't quite seem as lonely. I'm not talking to myself. You're talking to yourself. Mind your own business. I'll I'll well, I'll just I'll just continue reading from this here Wikipedia entry. Yes, I was reading two Wikipedias. Don't judge me. I didn't have a lot of time to to prepare this. Uh <clears throat> If a king's or th- or chief's face was not su- uh, supposed to be observed, the king. I skipped a lot of stuff. I'm so sorry about that. The ceremony and conduct of the march is customized to the tastes of its honored warrior leader, a Hawaiian king or chief. That's right. I use Wheel where words from, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, the where where was I? Uh, 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 yeah, I lost myself again, uh, the Sormie, the ceremony and conduct of the march is customized to the taste of its honored warrior leader, a Hawaiian king or chief, known to be fond of music, would be honored with much drumming and chanting, if the king or chief uh, enjoyed peace and quiet, the march would be as silent as possible. Further, if the king or chief did not like to walk around much, he would be carried in a sling by warriors. In ancient Hawaiian lore, the law declares body parts of a king or chief to be sacred and not to be seen by a mortal. The punishment for looking at these parts is always instant death, usually by bolts of intense light and flaming heat originating from several of the warrior's eyes aimed towards the violating mortal the violating mortal is incinerated instantly at the bodily remains despite dissipate as vapor into the night air if a king's or chief's face was not supposed to be observed the king or chief would lead the assembled night marchers from the front If his back was not to be looked upon, he would be in the back of the assembled group. However, for some chiefs, there was no part uh, of them that was forbidden to look at by Moroze. Hey. hey. Yeah, I just decided to read some more Wikipedia entries while you were away.
0: Well, (laughs) guess what happened again? Yeah,
1: I've also been talking a lot of shit behind your back.
0: Good to know. I'll have fun editing this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Now carry on with your your... story, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. I was just talking about how the, um, night marchers always adapted. Oh God. Oh no. (sighs) I got something in my throat. Anyways, so the night marchers, they always (laughs) adapted their their marching, judging from who they were marching for. It was a, if it was a tribe run by a king that liked loud music, it would be a loud march with a lot of horns and drums and stuff. If he liked quiet, it would be a silent march and yada, yada, yada.
0: Country of origin.
1: Yes, right. So this marching band that killed people and led dead relatives to the afterlife is Hawaiian. So American is technically correct. And I'm going to give you a point for that.
0: Yeah, that's because right.
1: Because it wasn't... Because it's, it's, it's a state. It works. It counts. Now... Um... So just moving on to the next one, the Tata Duende uh, is a supernatural creature appearing in cultural folklore stories, mostly evident uh, in cultures. Uh, The Tata Duende is considered a powerful spirit that protects animals and the jungle. There are many stories that have been passed from generations generation to generation to warn against its mischievous this mischievous spirit, this creature has appeared on a postage stamp uh as uh well blah 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 folklore. The name tata duende comes from the word tata meaning grandfather or old and the word duende which means goblin so it just means old goblin
0: old goblin
1: uh, yeah uh Well, the description is, people who claim to have seen the tata duende uh, said he was about three feet tall and wore a wide-brimmed hat. Sometimes he wore a red hat and animal skin for clothing. He is also described as having his feet pointing backwards and his thumbs are missing. We need to draw this little bloke. We need to. Parents would tell their children that if they ever came across this creature to hide their thumbs, or a duende would bite it off. <laughs> <laughs> hide your thumbs or he'll bite ya. Some stories That's of people cute. who have encountered the tata duende says that they could recognize him because of his distinct whistle. Others say that he smokes cigars and plays guitar. I, I want pretty... to hang out with this one. I love him. He's walking around, there no thumbs, his feet are pointing backwards, he's smoking cigars, playing guitars and whistling.
0: Okay, I have a pretty good guess, I think I know, because Tata, uh, it sounds like something, you know, kind of, you know, ma, arapado, you know, <laughs> if I, you know what I'm saying? You know John what I saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what kind what of. was No, nah, not kind of. Well, go, go for it, go for and, it. And, uh, you know, guitar, like, hey man, you know. You know oh, what I'm oh,
1: oh! You you you're talking about Jorge.
0: Yeah, Jorge. Jorge. Yeah, and he's Spanish.
1: Yeah, he is Spanish. <laughs> he's Spanish. Well, the name is Spanish. He's also known as El Dueño del Monte, but uh, it's. Uh, Okay, well, I'll actually have to double check this because I'm not sure what this is. <gasps> okay, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's from a town in Mexico, so you're. I'll give it to you again.
0: <laughs> it was
1: a Mayan creature from the old Maya people, but was later uh, moved, you know, from inheritance and generations down to a town called Mestizo. The Mestizo Culture, which is in Mexico. So yes, two, two for three. So The w- only one I thought you were going to get. You haven't gotten.
0: <laughs>
1: now, this is a story I haven't read, but I like the title of it. So I'm going to read it now. It's called The Hitchhiker of Black Horse Lake. Usually when you see a hitchhiker on a particularly desolate stretch of highway, uh, it it gives you the willies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Dude, hitchhikers give me the willies. Oh, when sometime. I see a uh, I'll, I'll big be, strong
0: I, hitchhiker. Oh.
1: I, 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 like, I'm man enough to admit that. They give me <laughs> the willies. That's... On <laughs> well, this particular stretch near uh, the Great Falls it's com- uh, compounded by the fact that the namesake lake is seasonal and dry most seasons regardless the end result of the body of uh, a old man clad in jeans with jet black hair slamming into your windshield as you're driving in sh- is sheer terror legend has it those who encounter the Hitcher suddenly find his body bouncing off the front of their car. When they stop to help, there's nothing there and no damage to the windshield. The Hitcher, meanwhile, repeats the cycle endless. They're trapped in his own personal hell as he repeats his moment of death which, uh, with whichever driver happens to be cruising down the road at the wrong time. Hmm. That's actually scary.
0: That's scary.
1: Like you've heard stories about, uh, you know, like people driving past a hitchhiker and then they look in like their rear view mirror and she's sitting in the back seat and then they crash the car out of fear and stuff like that. But I've never heard about a, like a ghost sl- just being hit by cars over and over and over again. That's almost scarier. Yeah,
0: you just because hit you hit could- a
1: person out of nowhere and when you look. And when you walk out and try to help him and stuff, he's just gone.
0: Ah. Well, I'll, because, you know, hitchhikers and like, you know, people driving cars, big, fat vans, you know, fat people. America. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh yeah, it's American. Can you guess which state?
0: Because I found this.
1: It's on Mo- uh, Montana. Hmm. I found this one uh, on a link that has It's called Thrillist.com And it has Creepiest urban legends in every American state And I found this one And I thought it sounded creepy Because hitchhikers are always creepy
0: But some are sexy, you know you know, they give you the When willies. they give
1: you the willies, yeah, oh. definitely. <laughs> so I had to censor one part of, and that is uh, when I said the that it's an old man in jeans and jet black hair, but it's a Native American man that you hit with your car, which is almost worse. Like, haven't they suffered enough by us Europeans?
0: Ha, he got Now, tricked.
1: this is a very famous... This is the last one. Mm-hmm. And it's a very long story. This is a story. This is a creature, and I found a story about that creature that I haven't read in beforehand, and I hope it's good. But... Um, this is a very famous creature. It's been in multiple video games and movies and stuff. And so I hope... That you at least know about the creature, and you, uh, but you don't have to know about the origin. Uh So it's a it's on a website called StoryNori.com, and it's called Baba Yaga: A Scary Story for
0: Halloween. I've heard about Baba Yaga. Good. <gasps> if you hadn't, I'd punch you on the nose. I have heard the name, but not the. I don't know what it is. It's
1: uh well, I'll tell you the story. I know what it nice. is. Uh, but... Uh, so, uh, it's read by... It just said, read by Natasha, proofread by Claire Deacon and Jaina Elizabeth. No. i Wait, yeah, no, never mind. I'll be able... It said reading time 30 minutes, but that was just... That was another thing, I think. I hope... Oh, it's a long one. But... I think we'll get through it. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere in the eastern part of Europe, where it gets bitterly cold in winter, there's a dark forest. If you're ever brave, foolish, or ignorant enough to go wandering through that forest, there's a good chance that you might come across a particular house. It's a wooden hut, but it's like no other that you've ever seen, for it stands on giant chicken legs. And quite often, it walks about, just like a monstrous farmyard bird, this hut is the home of Baba Yaga. I don't advise that you knock at the door of Baba Yaga's hut, no matter how much you have lost your way through the forest, for Baba Yaga is a witch. On the edge of Baba Yaga's forest, there is a little village, and everyone who lives there knows about the strange hut and the lady who lives in it. They know her, and they fear her, for, as long, for it has long been rumored that she likes to eat children. A long time ago, a man lived in this village uh, with his beautiful daughter who was called uh, Vasilisa. The girl's mother had sadly died some years before the start of this story. Before she died, she gave Vasilisa a wonderful gift. It was a little rag doll that did not look so different from any other. The girl's mother told Vasilisa that she should take special care of the doll. Every night she must feed it a little milk and a little biscuit. And so long as she did so, the doll would always be ready to help her, no matter how much trouble she found herself in. Vasilisa did just as her mother bid her. Every night, the little ragdoll sat up and drank a little milk and ate a little biscuit, before smiling at Vasilisa and then going back to sleep. I already hate this because I don't like dolls. As time went by, the girl's father decided to marry again. His second wife had two daughters of her own, neither of whom would touch Vasilisa for beauty or sweetness of character. In fact, they were jealous of Vasilisa and they hated her terribly. So as long as Vasilisa's father remained at home, the stepmother and stepsisters had to pretend that they liked her. But every now and then, one of the sisters would whisper in Vasilisa's ear, Yes, you wait until your dear papa leaves us alone with you. Then you'll see. Don't leave me, Papa. When Vasilisa had recently passed her 16th birthday, her father said that he had to go away on a journey that would last at least a month. Vasilisa begged him to take her with him, but he just laughed and said he, he was traveling on business, and the girls would find the journey tiresome and dull. The first night after the father had left, the stepmother gathered the three girls together in the parlor and spoke as such, now, my dears, I have a little task for each of you. Tanya, that was the oldest. Go in my room, please, my dear, and sew a button on my red dress. Katya, the youngest, go to the kitchen table and roll some pastry so that it's nice and flat. And Vasilisa, there, go to Baba Yaga's hut in the forest and ask her to lend us some lights. Ooh. That's such a weird thing. Hey, go to the witch hut. Give us some <laughs> lights. Go to Baba Yaga. It's like, we we have neighbors, you know. (laughs) Now run along, sweetheart, don't waste any time. We don't want you to get get caught in the dark now, do we? The stepmother shooed Vasilisa out of the house so fast that she hardly had time to put on her hat and gloves. She walked forlornly to the corner of the street and took the little doll out of her coat pocket where it had been sleeping. Oh, little doll, she said, my mother told me that if I fed and looked after you, you would be ready to help me. If I was ever in trouble, well, I have fed and looked after you. Now I'm in terrible trouble. I must go to Baba Yaga, and everyone knows that she is a dreadfully wicked witch. So please tell me, what am I to do? The little doll looked up at Vasilisa and said, Be as brave as you're beautiful. Go to Baba Yaga's hut, and no harm will come to you. Vasilisa mustered up all her courage and walked down the path that led through the woods to the hut of Baba Yaga. After a while, the young girl heard the sound of galloping hooves coming up behind her and she stepped off the road to let a horse, ridden by a rider in a blazing red cloak, shoot past her. I wonder who that was, thought Vasilisa before setting off on her way once more. A little further on, she once again heard the sound of galloping hooves. This time the rider in a cloak of dazzling white spread past her and down the road that led to Baba Yaga's hut. Sometime later a third horse shot by! This rider wore a cloak that was as black as the night, and about an hour of walking, Vasilisa came to a clearing in the forest. Although it was not quite uh, quite dark, she had no trouble seeing, for this neck of the woods was lit by skulls with blazing eyes. The skulls mounted on top of a high fence. Beyond the fence, she saw the strange hut that stood on chicken legs. He turned around to face her, and it seemed to Vasilisa that the hut was looking at her. Then the chicken legs began to kneel, and the hut lowered to the ground. The door creaked open. Babiaga's nose was so long and bony that it peered through the door before the rest of her. A moment or two later, the nose was followed by a tall, skinny old woman holding a bo- broomstick. Vasilisa was so frightened that her legs would not obey her when she told them to run. The old lady came towards her, but she did not walk. Her feet flew a- a- Just a few inches above the ground. Well, she said, did the cat get your tongue? Or are you just badly brought up? Speak, child. Spit out your name and your business. I haven't got all night to hover about while you tremble and gibber like an idiot. For a few moments, Vasilisa's lips quivered so much that no proper words could come out of her mouth. Just kind of a... uh, 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 But, but she then remembered adult words that no harm would come to her and eventually she found courage to speak properly. Good, ma'am, she said. It's only little me, little Vasilisa. My stepmother sent me to the forest to borrow a light from Baba Yaga. Did she now? said Baba Yaga thoughtfully. Well, I am Baba Yaga, but you may call me Babushka.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, Vasilisa brightened at a little at this, for Babushka is a kind name that means grandma. Baba Yaga went on. Now come on with me into my hut. I will give you some simple tasks to do. If you're not lazy and you complete the work like a good girl, then I will give you the light that you ask and let you go free. But if you do not manage these simple tasks, I shall cook you in my oven and eat you for dinner. (laughs) Haha, she cackled. (laughs) How do you like that for an offer? To tell you the truth, Vasilisa did not like it at all, but she had faith that it all would be well and that she would complete the tasks and return with the light. And she curtised and said, I like it well, dear Babushka. And she followed the old lady as she floated back into the door of her hut and called out, locks unlocked. The door creaked open and they shut again behind Vasilisa and she stepped inside. The hut was surprisingly roomy, but a large part of it was taken by a huge oven. Vasilisa had to hold in a scream because the house started to rise on its chicken legs and move about. She realized that there would be no escape unless Baba Yaga let her go. The witch sat down on the table and gestured to the larder, fetch my supper there. Yes, Babushka, replied Vasilisa, and she brought over some bread and cheese for the old lady. Ah, well, said Baba Yaga, soon I shall be enjoying a nice plate of roast meat, thinly sliced, and pink in the middle. With those words, she pinched v- Vasilisa's arm. Now, tomorrow, my dear, you must complete my little task. When I am away from the hut, you must tidy up the yard, clean the hut, and cook pumpkin soup for my supper. Can you manage that? Well, yes, Babushka, I can, said Vasilisa, who was... Relieved that the task did not sound by any means beyond her ability, that is good," said Baba Yaga. "And when you have finished doing that, you can sort of all the kitchen pots and pans." Baba Yaga ate her bread and cheese and drank a tankful of frony broth ale before falling asleep on top of a thick fur that was strewn above the stove, the warmest place in the hut. The hut continued to move around. The Vasilisa felt queasy. She certainly had no appetite herself. But before she laid down for the night, she did not forget to feed the doll a few crumbs of bread and some drops of milk. When the right doll had finished her supper, Vasilisa asked her, Oh, dear, what have I done? How shall I ever get out of here? The doll replied, Have courage and keep faith, and it will all be well, for Baba Yaga is unable to tell a lie, and she is bound to keep her promise. The next morning... Holy heck. Oh, we're almost done. Oh. Uh, uh. I used to have to. The next morning, Baba Yaga rose from her bed on top of the stove and drank another tank yard of ale before flying up the chimney onto the roof. She's reverse Santa. <laughs> Vasilisa looked out of the window and saw the witch flying away above the trees, but this time she was riding She was riding that looked like a giant mortar. A mortar, by the way, is like a strong wooden bowl but you can use and you can use it for cooking. You put some herbs or spices in there and crush and grind it with a stick called a pestle. Uh, this is what the witch was flying in. Only it was much bigger than the usual mortar. A giant pestle was what the old lady was holding in her hand and using as a rudder to guide her flight. <laughs> She's flying around in a big bowl.
0: <laughs> Chad.
1: Vasilisa gazed at the witch until she was out of sight. And then she started to clean and to cook. She managed to get everything spick and span and get uh, the soup on the cooker by midday. But now she faced an impossible task. How could she possibly pick the black peas out of the sack of white ones? Why, there must have been thousands, if not millions of peas in the sack. She heard a noise outside the hut. Oh, Baba Yaga must be back early. Now I'm done for, she exclaimed. But when she looked out the window, she saw not Baba Yaga, but the white horseman who had... Overtaken her by, uh, by the way to the hut. He galloped around the fence and off the compound and then was off again into the woods. Vasilisa sighed and wished that he would only come and rescue her, whoever he might be. Then when she turned around from the window, she saw that all the peas had been sorted into two piles, one black and one white. Her task was done. That evening, after Baba Yaga flew away fr- fr- uh, flew back home from whatever business he had been on, the old witch could not hide her surprise at all that her guest had managed to achieve the task in one day. I see that you're a good little worker, my dear, she said. Well, in that case, tomorrow you can make a pea soup and fetch water from the steam to fill up the tank. Here, use this bucket. What she handed to us, was not a bucket, but a sieve. And the poor girl wondered how she would ever manage to use it to fetch water. Still that night, when the little ragdoll urged her not to feel despair, she knew in her heart that something wonderful might happen to her. And it did. For she stood by the stream holding the sieve in her hand. The red horseman rode by, took it from her, and swept over the hut where he hurled it through the open window. When Selisa returned, she found that the tank was filled with fresh water. That evening, Baba Yaga dripped her bony finger in the tank and tasted a drop of fresh water. She said, Indeed, you are a hard working girl. Let's see if you are clever too. Tonight you can stay up and Count the numbers of stars in the sky. If you tell me the right number in the morning, you can take your light and go free. But if you answer it wrong, even if you tell me one star too many or too few, then I shall have you for my breakfast. That night, Vasilisa gazed out of the window at the sky and tried to count the stars. One, two, three, five one, two, three, five, but at the same time she but by the time she reached a hundred stars, she was no longer sure whether ever or not she was counting the same ones again and she had to start all over again. It did not help that the hut kept moving around so that the view kept changing. Eventually, Vasilisa began to sob quietly. She took her doll and said, Oh dear little doll, who will come to the air of poor little Vasilisa this time? I cannot guess the number of stars in the sky, and this morning the witch will surely eat me. Do not worry, said the doll, have courage and keep faith, and all will be well. And it was. For at midnight, the midnight hour the black horseman came riding, up to the window where Vasilisa was sitting, and he whispered a number to her, as if it was a dream. It was a very big number, but I cannot tell you what it was, for it's a secret, but it was the exact number of stars in the sky that he told her. And in the morning when Baba Yaga stepped with her bony legs onto the floor, Vasilisa said, Good morning, Babushka. Shall I tell you the number of stars now? Baba Yaga yonder said, Go on, shall tell me, but you had better not be wrong, for if you are, I shall eat you. But Vasilisa told the number to Baba Yaga, who let up a terrible cry. Ha! Her eyes blazed like those of the skulls in the fence surrounding her hut. Who told you that? she demanded so fiercely that Vasilisa sank back. Baba Yaga picked up a plate and threw it across the room, so it smashed against the wall. Then she picked up a knife. Vasilisa was sure was sure she meant to kill her. But Babushka, she said, You promised that if I told the number correctly I would take the light and go free. But Baba Yaga froze for a moment. And the fierce glare of her eyes lessened somewhat. Ah, yes, she said calmly. So I did. I suppose it was morning and day that you that you with the other tasks, I, And they that helped you with the other tusks, I said to you. Vasilisa nodded, for she now understood that the three horsemen were morning, day, and night. Then you are a good girl, said Baba Yaga, for morning, day, and night shows to help you. That means your spirit is harmony with the universe. It will mm-hmm. do you no harm. Wait while I go to... On my business, I have no task for you today. Tonight you shall return home with a light. That evening after Baba Yaga flew home on her mor- mortar, she took Vasilisa out of the country yard and gave her one of the skulls with blazing eyes. Take this, she said. It will light up your stepmother and your two sisters very well.
0: <laughs> Kinky, Baba Yaga.
1: Vasilisa took the skull and returned back to the path to her village. She expected that her stepmother would have found a light by now, but in fact, the house was not lit, instead her relatives were sitting in complete darkness. She stepped into the house, the skull lit off the inside as bright as day. I'm home, called out Vasilisa, but she received no reply, for as soon as the light fell on her stepmom and sister, they turned to dust. Vasilisa went to live with a kindly old lady in the village until her father returned from his business. When he came back, he thought that his wife and daughter must have run away. He did not miss them much. He lived happily with his beautiful daughter Vasilisa until one day a prince came riding on and caught sight of her. She was the most beautiful girl he had ever seen and he has no hesitation in asking her to marry him which she did <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. What was that story?
0: What is the strangest thing? Baba Yaga.
1: That's a pretty
0: name. I, I'm more than sure what it is and I think you it's pretty easy to know what it is. It is? Yeah, in my opinion. Okay. If I'm right, I guess. It's Russian.
1: Yeah. So, it's <laughs> Slavic, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'd say you're right. Yeah.
0: Yes. Maybe it's because it's mama, really... which is, yeah, grandmother.
1: Babushka, too, which is...
0: Yeah, babushka. Uh,
1: so... That story wasn't very scary, which is okay because I have a plan in the future that in one episode we'll be telling some scary stories.
0: I feel like one episode I should like force you to watch I Feel Fantastic or something.
1: No, you will not. I will. You will not. (laughs) You can make me listen to it, but you won't let me, you'll never, never in life have me watch it again. So yeah, that was. Uh, I did not expect it to be as long as it was, and I did expect it to be scarier than it was because its name was Baba Yaga, a scary story for Halloween. And it wasn't very scary.
0: I mean, it's more like it's like <laughs> Nicken. Yeah. It's more interesting than, like, scary. It's like yeah, a simple I story. I feel like
1: it could be such a scary character, but I I just love in the ending. Oh, I was just like. Oh, what does this story need? Oh, I know. And then there came a prince a day and he thought she was beautiful and married her on the spot and they lived happily ever after.
0: What a a shame!
1: They just added a little bit of a cliche in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's just every Disney movie ever. She was
0: was supposed to get like a light and it took up like the entire story and then she just got married in like a span of... Five I,
1: They didn't even have to add that It could just be like and she lived with her dad and they were both happy They didn't have to add the prince <laughs> She's a strong and independent woman that should survive Baba Yaga. She needs no prince
0: She needs a man
1: She's befriended the freaking times of day
0: <laughs> She needs no prince She's one with the universe
1: Yeah Hmm <laughs> <laughs> It's possible that she is the messiah, she needs no prince.
0: But she needs what you all gun. need
1: is a big ol' thank you for watching. And <laughs> and there's even spookier stuff ahead of ya. Next yeah. week, we need spooky season. Let's go, gang! Spooky Get. Squad, assemble!
0: Yeah! Hoo-wah. I assembled. And I always remember. Your mom's mom, a yeah. spook. spook. Boo. Pizza.